Hello and welcome to Racing Only Better. Vanessa Royal is away working on this December 23rd and Barry Orris sunning himself somewhere in Barbados, last I heard, or somewhere foreign like that. I'm Beth Ferris, Kieran O'Connor, very much a stand-in over from NFL Only Better, but joined by Dan Barber, Tony Calvin and Brendan Duke. Brendan, you're the only one that went Christmas red. Fair play to you. Yeah, uh, a, bit, a bit of a decision. All right, I was going to wear my Scandi ski instructor jumper for the ladies, Kieran, but I decided I had to get the wear... <laughs> I had to get the wear out of my Christmas T-shirt. That so, would have so been a Christmas gift. That would have been a Christmas well, gift. Uh, well, I'll do, I'll do anything for clicks. You know that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so would I. So would I. Dan, Tony, great to see you both. Uh, Tony, as always, it's traditional, I guess. Should we do a weather watch or is it just pretty yeah, obvious? Yeah, we stage? can do. Yeah. Um, I can't believe Barry's in Sandy Lane. God, what's going on there? I hope if Barry is in Sandy Lane, I hope Barbados is minus five and he's confined to barracks. But I'm legally not allowed to say where Barry R is, but I do know, and it's not Barbados. Okay, okay. Um, Kempton's good to soft, good in places. Another, we're recording this just after midday on Saturday the twenty third, and another free mill is due there, so we could even be racing on. Whisper it quietly, we could even be racing on good ground there on Boxing Day. Uh, is currently soft, good to soft. Um, another another eleven mils due there, so I'm working on the basis of softer entry, and Weatherby soft, good to soft. Uh, uh, another nine mil is due there before Boxing Day, so again working on the basis of soft. So maybe good at Kempton, and maybe soft at the other two. Okay, uh, now is a good time, as Andy mentioned. Of course, there is a completely free multi bet. Uh, over the course of the 26th, log into the account, just opt in. And there you go, a completely free multi-bet. Now, do check the terms and conditions on this on uh, the site for this. There's a link to it in the description. And we'll crack on. We'll be starting at Kempton, gentlemen. The 12.45 will kick us off. It is Adalco Bilho, 7-2 favourite. It's Perfecto, 4-1. Russian ruler, 9-2. It's 11-2 bar. Simply uh, based on the fact you haven't spoke yet, Dan Barber, let's start with you. Okay, yeah, that's fine by me. Um, interesting race, this. Uh, I don't want to go down Waller territory necessarily, but not for a second could I make off to a flyer, the rag of the field here. Um, I've been wanting to back him in a three-mile handicap hurdle, actually, because he ran over three miles on his final start last season at Air and won a competitive handicap really well. He's run over two and a half twice this season. He got nearly brought down on one of them at Cheltenham, and I thought he shaped really well again the other day. I think the switch to chasing will negate the fact that he's sticking at two and a half. Um, he, he won his only start in a point. He's got physical scope. A lot of tizzies make at least as good a chase as that's what they're bought for in the first place, isn't it? So no way could I make him a 16s chance. Amongst the market leaders, I wonder if General Medrano of the farm horses might have been slightly overlooked. Um Absolutely no disgrace in going down to that, that that horse the other day, and the fact he won his two prior taking well to chasing is a positive. But yeah, my my overriding view for sure is the fact that off to a flyer won't be a 16s chance, and definitely shouldn't be a 16s chance, and probably shouldn't even be a double figure chance. So he's my main fancy in that. Please, boys. Well, I suppose uh, it should be mentioned, of course, that the books really just dropped on these, Tony. So we're really we're really get the first set of eyes nearly on these prices. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, all the bookmakers are coming up now as we do this. Um, the sixteens is currently the best price around for off to a flyer, but it is available elsewhere, so it's maybe a representative price. But as Dan said, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be putting up anywhere near that. 
The one that I had a real dilemma about in this was uh, Russian ruler. Now, we all know, you know, the form's already been franked uh, for his fourth reappearance, fourth at Nubia. He's been franked yesterday. Uh, the first and the second, J-Lo and Persian Time came out and won. And he obviously shaped really well there. And I've got no doubt whatsoever a mark of 127 is the bottom of, of this horse's talent. Um, and also, if you're backing Russian ruler, there's a fascinating stat here that Henderson's won this race just a couple of times in recent years, but on both occasions, they've come from that Newbury race that uh, he finished fourth in, up in trip to win this race. And he also uh, hit the crossbar with the same Newbury to Kempton transition. So if it's a plot, then it's a well-trodden path of a plot. But the problem is with this horse is he's had three wind ops, He's been beaten at 104, 1.4, 1.5 on three occasions. He's a weak finisher. Disconcertingly, they've left the tongue tie off uh, for, that he's worn for the last four starts. And and he was nine to one yesterday, and he's now nine to two. And we only lost three at the overnight stage. So I'm torn. I'm not going to put him up. But what I'll end up doing with the horse is I'll try to back him on the exchange win only beforehand and putting in running lays because I think he's probably got a massive hole in him and I'm not sure about the stamina at two mile four either so positives and negatives weighing each other up so I'm going to go down the compromise route and do a back to lay on the exchange on Russian ruler okay Russian ruler for Tony back to lay Brendan and, and Brendan how is this time of year for you of course because of course there's not a lot of Irish racing on Eton Dock it's what five days off now are you going to be you going to be all right until the 26th with no racing in Ireland well, it's ju- I've just got a hectic social schedule. It's a curse being popular, Karen. So I'm, 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 I'm barely mm-hmm. at home. When I'm at home, I'm trying to keep up with the darts. There aren't enough hours in the day. <laughs> what about that 16-year-old, Brendan? Yes, Luke Littler. Very, 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 very exciting. I was told about him, actually, outside my local by a fella who I thought was drunk at the time, but turned out to be a sage. And then I saw him in the uh, World Youth Final. He's an he's he, he's just an animal scorer, total first dart merchant as well. If he gets that high, sixteen. Better, sixteen. Hey, you, if you if you Saint Helens is a tough town, Dan. Right? Somebody said, did he do his paper round at Chernobyl? <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> if you asked to spread that, you'd go thirty, thirty-three, and yeah. expect buyers, wouldn't you? I don't think he doesn't care. He's absolutely lording, isn't he? Yeah, Good yeah, lad. Imagine he won it. That'd be immense. Unbelievable yeah. stuff. Uh, what do you got on this, Bren? Try and get this back on the track here. Well, I feel like General Madrano, like Luke Littler, is a horse ahead of his years. Uh, he's, only, <laughs> he's, he's, he's only six, but he's two from uh, from three over fences, uh, did two wins and a second. The second came behind that brave kingdom and plumped and only beat the couple. Yeah, I'm going to back him too. Yeah, okay, quite right, Dad. Brave Kingdom has since gone in the hot-looking novice handicap chase in Newbury. It was six lengths back to Marta Tor, who also reappeared next time out in Newbury and was second to that Etalon, who looks a horse going places. So it looks rock-solid form. Should get a strong pace to aim at here. I just thought uh, 11-2 to was too big. Okay, I'm watching Tony. Tony, is is, is, the, is someone knickknacking? Is someone ringing your doorbell and running away or something? You look very yeah, worried. Yeah, yeah, I'm expecting a recorded delivery, and um, he's just, um, I think he's just knocked on the door and buggered off, but I'm here, don't worry. You're here, you're here. We'll look at the 120, and we'll go to you it's first. Concerning this recorded delivery, eh? Eh? 
concentrate on this recorded delivery right now, yeah? <laughs> nice. Yeah, we said we do it in half an hour, lads. Come on. Iles Francais, 6-4 to four favourite. Hermes Allen for Betfair Ambassador. Paul Nick is 2-1. Gio Vanke, 9-4. It's 33 Sparta. Tony's. it's very much three at the top of the market. And then anything you want in the rest. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed by Giovinco's price at nine to four. Perhaps optimistically, because um, he was the one I wanted to get with here. Obviously, we don't know quite how good the French horse is, and he might get the run of the race from the front. And Hermes Allen clocked a decent time at Newbury, um, so I was hoping for a bit more than nine to four. But I do think this test will suit Giovinco. More of a speed test, drying grounds. He's even won on ground that time form called good to good to firm in the past, which is which is very, very rare, isn't he? So, and I love the way he travels. He probably engaged Stay Away Faye a bit too soon last time because you do not want to lock eyeballs with that horse because, you, you know, that was a real streak, street fighter. So I like Giovinco. I like the I like the shape of the race for him. I like the track. I like the grounds. Um, but I don't, wasn't really enamoured by nine to four. I'd want to, I wanted a little bit bigger than that if I wasn't getting involved. But if you ask me who I think, will win, possibly Giovinco. Well, as I mentioned, Hermes Allen is in this race. And if you do want to hear the thoughts of Betfair Ambassador Paul Nichols, head over to betting.betfair. I believe his article for the 26th is already up. Brendan, uh, what way did you come down on this one? Well, I, I, I thought it was difficult, but I see that Cobden is riding Hermes Allen. So that was the way I decided to go. Uh, very, very talented hurdler, as, as we know, won, won the shallow, beating you wear it well, solid form, disappointing in, in the Supreme, granted, and a slightly muted effort at the Aintree Festival, but still probably achieved more than anything in this race over hurdles, really taken with the way he attacked his fences in, in, in Newbury. He seemed, to, he seemed to, to relish the task. Stamina not assured. Uh, he is an enthusiastic galloper, I'll grant you that, but I wouldn't say you could accuse him of over-racing, and he's got ha ha Cobden to harness all his talents here. I thought he was just about the most likely winner of the race. Dan, over to you. Uh, I was a Geo fan, too. Um, yeah, I think the trip is something to consider with Hermes Alain. It's, rarely, it's often considered this is a really sharp test, but... Others will be aware of that and the potential chink in his arm. Not about just the fact that he didn't really go on last season and his spring was a bit of a disaster. But yeah, <laughs> people seem to be taking it on trust that he'll definitely stay as if the trip isn't any sort of consideration. And it, that that Newbury race first time was running a fashion that you were going to get a big figure, wasn't it? A properly run affair. Credit to him, his jumping held up really well and he was much stronger at the finish than he'd been. But I think Giovinco is a, a really good horse. And the thing about the Frenchie for me is He's not beaten a good horse over fences yet. He's beaten plenty over hurdles. He's land. He's been five to two on and odds on again. Foot the fives on the next time, beating vastly inferior horses. This might just be a bit of a culture shock from him. And and he too, he's stepping up in trip for the first time. I thought Giovinco, in a way, half picked himself, but I think he's a very good horse anyway. And I think a sharp sharper test around Kempton compared to Sandown, he's got to suit him. Okay, um, Dan, I'll stick with you for the 155, which of course is Constitution Hill. Um, one to six at the moment on Sportsbook. Just as uh, prices are filtering in, I, ca I can see that the sort of uh, length in your odds, it looks like around six to seven lengths. Six is five to six at the moment. Is that fair on Constitution Hill? Well, Rubo will sort of be nuisance value. Look, I'm, I'm not going to waste any dwell on this. I don't think it's a betting race at all because... 
my angle in was thinking, well, if Rubo tries to beat Constitution Hill, then Nami and Lyon might pick up the pieces because First Street had a pretty disastrous reappearance over fences. But the downside, obviously, is about Nami and Lyon's entered to run before we record today. So, yeah, I'll move on. Tony, you were uh, slightly surprised by the one to six, were you? Yeah. Um, can't see that six to seven legs coming to fruition either because obviously he won this race by 17 last year. And as Dan said, if Rubu don't go to the front and tries to stretch him, um, probably won't finish second, will he? Um, all six stood their ground. Demi and Lyon might rock up here after running at Ascot on Saturday purely because there's 17 underground for finishing six. So that's a minimum payday. They might as well pop him out here. But um, no, it's a very tricky race. The only betting consideration I had here was if you were asked, Dan and Brendan, if you were asked to have one or two things here, if you were told you had to have either six grand to win one or lay somebody the same bet, would you be a backer or a layer? I'd be, I'd a, be, I'd be a backer. I know you yeah. could be neither, but you had to do one or the two. I, I have to, I'd be a backer. Well, I'd back in there. Yeah, I would do. But I, I would probably do both, actually, and, and go flat. All green book. Yeah. Are you money laundering at the moment, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a very sore subject for me at the moment. <laughs> very um, sore. Brendan, I guess, look, when, when you're looking at races, there's races that you, you, you'll back, there's races you'll see something that you'll back each way, and there's races that you'll just sit back and enjoy. For most people, let's be honest, this race is just one of those that they're just going to sit back and, and enjoy, really, aren't they? Yes, I I, I mean, I, I can see the angle of uh, the seven lengths or more, because if, if Nico lets him stride on, he will win by seven lengths or more. But I would always be an unders backer if I was having a distance back, because I feel like you've two chances if he decides to Paul Carberry it up the straight and win by a handy three lengths. So I, I would never have an overs bet, bet on the distance. And uh, basically the fav will beat the second fav. And we can talk about my raise in the new year, Karen. It's Ooh. a bit like the old um, NFL fans, etc. You always want instinctively you want to be on the overs, don't you? You want to be entertained, but everybody's the same, and you're you are often better going. Yeah, against sometimes up to between seventy and ninety percent of bets on, on um, NFL matches is on the over, so yeah, that really yeah. skews. Nobody them wants to back Constitution Hill and then be shouting at Dubainville to ease him off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. enough, Nico. That's enough. Slow, slow down, pal. Uh, right, let's move on uh, to the big race of the day. Uh, the uh, King George at a half past two. Alaho six to four favorite. Brave man's game for Paul Nichols two to one. Shishkin nine to two. The real whacker thirteen to two. Hewick sixteen to one. Frodan fifty to one. There was other names mentioned, Jerry Colom and the like, uh, but it's still a, cr- a pretty cracking renewal, Tony. And those who would have read your betting betfair anti post preview, which came out on Monday, I think. Will know that Alaho is one that you've um, you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, interestingly, when the anti-post market on the exchange was suspended on Saturday morning, Brave Man's game was actually three point zero five as opposed to Alaho at three point one. And uh, now, when the when the sportsbook prices have come up, we've got six to four Alaho uh, uh, plays two's Brave Man's game. Um, as I as and I did the anti-post piece, and obviously we've lost Jerry Colom and Royal Pagai since. I'm a I'm a big fan of Alaho. I think he's the most naturally talented chaser in training when he's right. 
um, just marginally so more than Galloping Duchamp because his Ryanair wins in 2021 and 2022 and that punches down win on good to soft ground uh, in April 2022. Um, I think I think they're just outstanding performances. Uh, he's obviously very fragile. He missed um, the Cheltenham earlier in the year with an abdominal bleed. But I think if he's right here, then he is the right favourite and he will take the world of beating. But, you know, this is an alien course to him. Could he be, could they try and get him at it uh, around here? Although, you know, he's a Ryanair winner, so he shouldn't lack speed over three miles. Um, the only horse, the only betting angle I can see into it, and I've seen uh, uh, Uick has already been trimmed in from 18s to 16s. I was toying with Uick. Um, and I think 16s is probably, I'm not sure if it's big enough to get me in there. But, you know, on his non-completions um, uh, in the, uh, at, uh, Listowel and in the Gold Cup. And the Gold Cup was probably on ground a little bit too soft for him as well. I think Uick is he's got half a chance, but the form of the the pace of the race might not play to his strengths because he likes to be ridden prominently and there's plenty of pace in here. And also Shark Hannon's not in great form on the flat or on jumps. Um and obviously he hasn't been racing since August and he hasn't got a great record when fresh anyway. So um the only thing that's drawing me towards a better race is Uick at 16s, but I'll probably sit it out. Dan, over to you, Uick, for Tony at a big old price, but most people will be looking at the two at the top of the market there, won't they? Yeah, it's one of the sort of five races of the year, isn't it, where you get out people that aren't really interested mm. in racing asking you what you fancy. So it's with, it's with no trepidation that... <laughs> I put forward the horse so you could be sat in the pub watching it and he doesn't even decide to jump off. Um, but my main view into the race, I just didn't like Alaho's return. He's rising 10. He'd missed nearly two years. It was absolutely slow motion stuff to be a, fe- a stable mate who is also rising 10 and has never been in the same league as him. I think it's a stretch, even with w- Willie's mastery, to think that that, horse who was so brilliant in dominating Ryanair's of the past is going to be the same force now and if he is it's just another string to to Mullins's bow but yeah I think Shishkin is keep saying I think he's the best staying chaser in training and I think he'll he prove does have that to actually jump point. off though Dan, he does no. just he so does. clear and at least the pain will be shot will be sort of out of the way quicker won't it yeah. um uh, you'll know your fate fairly early, but surely they'll have done so much at home to try and, well, they'll do whatever they can, won't they, to get him to jump off. I'm a bit concerned he's coming in without a run, etc. But the way he mowed down a high senior after a high senior was basically in cup final territory and had everything go his way, I thought was a pretty monstrous performance at Aintree. He's barely, it's only his first run at three miles and he clearly has been a stayer all along. Um, yeah, he might be a bit batty, but... I, as long as long as he decides to move his feet at the start, I think we're in business. Do you remember? Do you remember when Shishkin last was due to run? Uh, the sportsbook said he was three to one to refuse, didn't they? They're off. Yeah. That. I spoke to Nico this morning. I said we're recording this just after midday on on Saturday on his way to Ascot, um, and I asked him about that, and I got the distinct impression they're not one hundred percent certain it will jump off, but. <laughs> Uh, it that was just it was just the tone of what he was saying reading in between the lines, but yeah, 
That'll Prominent be. High Court judge, Mr. Justice Refunds, will be getting plenty of mentions, won't he, on uh, hey, social media? You've got to back it with the likes of Bear, <laughs> Bear who, who actually do succumb to the, you know, your such, such. Uh, I can't have that at all. I mean, yeah. I, I'll be backing this horse knowing full well he could refuse, and I'll take my medicine. I mean, you're not getting That's nine to two, are you, without yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Brendan, um, you know, we've got some Willie Mullins doubters as purebred Irishmen. Should we throw back yeah. in their faces? Well, I, I mean, you're you're dealing with such a short price here. You're dealing with six to four, Karen. I, like Dan, wasn't particularly blown away by him in, in Clonmel. Got a solo. I thought that the jumping was a was a little bit sticky. It's just so hard to know if he's the horse he was, but that was nearly two years ago. I, I, I don't think we learned anything really in Clonmel. And you're, you're asked to take a short price. He'd be taken on for the lead by the real uh, uh, Whacker and Frodes as well. It's probably not, not ideal. He's arguably a better horse going left-handed, although we've seen him punch 10. He can put up some monster efforts right-handed as well. So I was a bit concerned about him. Brave man's game, the race should just set up beautifully for him, the strong pace. He can travel and jump off any sort of a pace. So the stronger, the better. But is he willing to push through the pain barrier? I'm not sure. Shishkin, I mean, Shishkin is very interested. Apparently they have had him in Kempton down at this start in amongst some stable mates and he did jump off. So that's encouraging. But obviously a nagging concern that he's gone a bit doggy at the start and gone doggy in the races based on his first circuit in the in, in in the Ryanair, I know Nicky's a renowned box walker and what have you, and it's probably mm. overblown. But he did want to get a run into the horse, so that's not ideal either. And I don't think any of the opposition are good enough. So that's a very long-winded way of saying that nothing can win. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that's good how it's going to play out, though, Brendan. To be <laughs> Look out for Brendan's uh, King George preview and not on betting that bet fair. I mean, it's a fascinating race. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just not having a bet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely fine. Can't bet every single race. That's the best, that's the best piece of advice you might get on this pod. Uh, the 105 at Aintree, uh, 10 runners. It's probably the, the, the biggest field we've talked about so far. It's noticeable how some of these fields are, are quite small, isn't it? Uh, Far and Glory, 7-2. Django Bay, 7-2. Favour and Fortune, 6-1. 13-2. Tell her the name and it's eights bar. TC, we'll start with you um, on this one. Well, oh yeah. Um, what I wanted to ask here when I was looking at this race, I mean, the two I liked at the five-day stage, Look Away and Heltonham, both weren't, both didn't turn up here for whatever reason. And I really, look, really, really like Look Away in here. In his absence, I was just like, looked at the French horse down at the bottom. Two wins at Autoy, second in a grade one uh, last time, um, getting the seven-pound sex allowance. So I just thought I would have no idea about French form, but I know a man who does, and he's named Daniel Barber. So tell me about how you rate July Flower, Daniel. Well, she's well clear. Bear in mind she's getting the seven-pound based on the... The second at all certainly not based on the two wins, but we had a similar scenario, if you recall, last year when she came over to run an entry in the nickel coin, she went off a five to one chance based on the two wins in a homeland, including a, a group one, as they'd call it, in a what was effectively a bumper, and she blew out, finished mid-div for Henry de Bromhead. And it has just been a nagging concern for me so far this autumn and winter that a lot of these French horses that have come over over hurdles just haven't been living up to their French form and whether that suggests we might need to pull them down slightly or whether it suggests there's some sort of acclimatisation issue. Um, 
I've been on track for a couple of them at, uh, at Ludlow where whilst we stand out claims on French farm sent off odds on under James Reevely blew out twice essentially blew out twice was beaten by really ordinary UK horses so it might just be they're not a great batch and with Aintree in mind last year there is in the back of my mind a feeling this is almost too good to be true because if she if she ran to that rating she'd 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 have won a triumph basically wouldn't she if she'd have been able to run in it she's like but man like i said i was looking at it and it just stood out before the prices come through and the sports figure going 12s but surely that's too big even with all those doubts isn't it Dan? yeah definitely yeah you if you play in this race and you're a believer in time form you've got to keep her on side i am obviously a believer on time form so i will be keeping her on side brendan how about you on this one well, I mean, it's a fascinating race, isn't it? As you say, uh, we have pl- plenty of runners and we have French form and Irish form and UK form. So it'll give us an idea of uh, where we stand. And as loyal Irishmen, Kieran, I We will, are, once again. We are. We are. And uh, I will go with, with the Farron glory. Now, I take the point that it wasn't a vintage Royal Bondi one, but it was a very impressive performance. Uh, Travelled beautifully through the race despite dropping in trip, overcame some interference and a bad mistake laid on, but did jump well in the main. Clearly much improved from last season. Um, has certainly achieved more than any of the UK representatives here, uh, perhaps not as, as much as, as as the French horse. Um, I, I, I didn't think the race in Fairy House was necessarily run to suit either. And with, with the likes of the French horse in here and uh, tell, her, tell her the name as well, should get a strong pace to aim at. We know he has bundles of stamina and I thought a worthy fab. All right, let's move on to uh, Weatherly. The last race we're going to look at in detail, the 135 contest into overdrive, 3-1 to one favorite. Does he know 7-2? Empire Steel, 7-2, to 11-2 bar. And Brendan, I might as well stick with you because you haven't kicked off a, a race preview yet. I'm keeping oh, it all in my head to see Brendan. See how I can move it around. <laughs> Vanessa probably has a way of doing it, but I'm just I'm just freewheeling it really. <laughs> well, 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 your timing is impeccable because this is probably my strongest fancy of the day. Well, now the horse go. is... The horse is favourite, in fairness, uh, into overdrive, but I still think three three to one is a, is a very fair price. Won the race last year, only runs off a three pound higher mark here, and last year beat Sounds Russian. That was on the back of finishing second to none other than Long Press in the rehearsal chase. I mean, these are these are some luminaries of the national game, Karen. And, and uh, it, there's nothing in this race uh, of, of that caliber. He then went and ran in the Ultima. It was only 10 to 1 for the Ultima. Uh, it shows you how, how progressive he was. Disappointed there, but... It was his first big field scenario was Cheltenham. Not all horses take to Cheltenham. So I think it's an easy race to forgive, particularly given his profile. This horse is only at 11 starts under rules. He's won six of them, a savage strike rate. Um, he, he, as I mentioned, uh, he, he, he's only he's only three pounds higher here. Um, and just in, in, in a much weaker race, well, certainly on paper, it looks a much weaker race than last year. I mean, the, 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 the Kim Bailey horse, that can't jump for a start. Um, I just thought he'd be far too good for these and should be shorter than three to one. Daniel Barber, got anything for this one? Oh, you're on mute. I'm just going to let you know you're on mute. Oh, you. uh, yeah. I, I don't think you had an opinion here, did you, Daniel? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I do, though. It's oh, probably, excellent. It's probably my best bet of the six uh, ITV races we covered, and it's Cole Philippe. Now, this comes with... A big stamina warning because the only choice. Do have a view in this race? You what? Sorry, <laughs> you've just realised you have a view. Do have a view in this race? I don't oh, think we were still stuck on the ancient race. I was being rude. I was replying to a text message. Please forgive me. 
right. Uh, I'll chip in for Uh Brendan's got a very strong view. I've got a very strong view, so I'll finish it off. Uh, and it's Carl Foley. I'm a bit worried about the trip because the only twice he's run over more than two mile, uh, extended two mile four, he's been well stuffed at Aintree and Cheltenham over three mile one. But he actually finished seventh in the Ultima um, in, in one of those races. And the the Aintree race was a grade three as well. So he's taking a step down in class uh, handicap wise here. And I went back and had a look at the Ultima and I he didn't. The in-running comic does do him a disservice. I mean, he, he did stick on reasonably well, albeit beating about 29 lengths. So I like the fact um, that his two best runs uh, have come here. I like he was actually second over two mile three at this meeting last year, and he's actually five pound lower now. Uh, he shaped all right on his comeback at Newbury behind Can Do Kid, got dropped two pound for it. And... With the rain forecast at Weatherby, if they get more rain than forecast, I like the fact that he's finished first and second on his two starts in heavy ground, one one win and one beating just ahead. So with it being a six-runner race, even though a couple like to force the pace, hopefully it won't really put the emphasis too much on stamina. So I think Carl Philippe at 13-2 to two is a good bet. Dan, you've, you've remembered your opinion. Yeah, I was laughing. The, the message that I received was my wife calling me Gollum. <laughs> I don't know if I've done wrong. Calling you what? Gollum. I've just looked up Gollum. I thought it was a Lord of the Rings character. It's not very flattering comparison. It's not very flattering. I don't even need to no. Google it. It's definitely not uh, flattering. Gollum with her. Well, I'm normally yeah. called Shrek, so. Yeah. I've been waiting ever since uh, being up at Kelso for Empire Steel's reappearance to, for him to turn out again. A horse who makes... He goes through heavy ground like like flat horses go on good to firm. He absolutely loves the stuff. Nice break since that. He jumps superbly. The beating of Elvis Mayo, uh, the defeat at the hands of Elvis Mayo, I don't think reads that badly. He's basically had very few tries overstaying trips and was right on his game on uh, on the day. No disgrace next time. He's not a Cheltenham horse and he finished well held in that better race on his most recent appearance. But... Empire Steel jumped with so much zest. His weathery record includes the day when I had a good crack at him in this race. The Roland Merrick, John's brother, um, he pinged around this in 2021 in this race and then got the fourth last or third last or wrong and came to grief. But again, it was another day on heavy ground. I mean, soft good to soft, they call it. They are talking of Spells of rain in the lead up, um, going into Christmas Day, they've said seven mils or so. Um, so hopefully, there is enough juice in the ground because this horse cannot have it testing enough. I thought he'd be favorite almost wherever he went next time on the back of that if he gets a chance in the mud. And he's not favorite, he's seven to two, so he's definitely my pick in that. Great, and that is the six live ITV races. I'll, I'll let you guys think about your nap. Just a reminder, of course, of that offer that we have on the sports book on the 26th, which is a completely free multi um, that you can get involved in. Do read the terms and conditions. There is a link to them on the on the description of this pod if you do want to. And don't forget to opt in. 
Uh, should briefly, Brendan, I don't want to put you on the spot either, but of course, Leopardstown, 26, 27. Are you going every single day? Do you go, how often will you go? You couldn't do the whole the whole festival, could you? Oh, yeah, no, I, I plan to go the four, four days. It depends. They're t- they, they, they have an unsettled forecast. If it was absolutely filthy weather one of the days, I, I wouldn't go. But they're just saying unsettled and cold. Sure, I can wrap up against that. It's only up the road. Uh, sure, absolutely, sure. absolutely. I'll be there myself a couple of the days. And come here. Uh, great. Very, while, great we have you, while we have you, we can talk about that race. While we have you, uh, the 220, uh, Fasal Vega is one to four opened up. That, that, that yeah. sound about right? It sounds about right. I mean, he's only three horses to be found to 50 uh, heads. There was some talk in the lead up that in the pocket might be supplemented and, and they could lock horns again after Navin, but that hasn't happened. And really, there'd be some long faces if um, Fasal Vega can't take care of found a 50 so okay. I, I expect them to and um, other other little amuse boosh there uh the juvenile hurdle uh at 110 that's a very well contested race uh, 11 runners willie mullins has five of them and three 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 mares there's all sorts of french form here um I, you, you're talking penalties and allowances plenty to consider i might have a small wager it looks like cossack chat chat should i say mm-hmm. is going to be a double figure price i was uh, i thought he put up um a big effort up and down Royal just behind Woodoo. Very solid stick that Woodoo. Cossack Chach, that was only the fourth run of his career, jumped particularly well. And probably if he'd known a bit more in the closing stages, would have won. So I expect him to step up and you could have take a chance at, at an each way price. I would just make a quick uh, Cossack Chach caveat, not just because I love alliteration. But a lot of words get, there, yeah. A lot of words. But if we do get this business of taking the hurdles out because of low sun, I'll wait to back him late. I want every hurdle jumped because I suspect he'll be the best jumper in the race. Yeah, uh, don't be rushing to back uh, Cossack, Brendan. Oh, nice. God, nice. I thought yeah, we'd nice. get away with one episode without that. Must go soon. Must go soon. It's Christmas. Come on. 14 to 1. Ah, He's 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 en fuego. And then on the, the Wednesday, the 27th, things to look forward to. Marine National makes his eagerly, eagerly awaited, hotly anticipated novice chase debut. Uh nothing in the opposition. He 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 should win, but we'll obviously look out for how well he jumps. Can Captain Guinness concede seven pounds to Dino Blue in the grade one uh, two mile one furlong significantly? Uh, Chase, it will sort of stretch Captain Guinness's stamina, and she's she's a talented mare. So I'd say they could get pretty close together in the betting, and indeed in the race. And then you have the future champions novice hurdle. The two horses who could maybe live up to that bill, billing are Down Memory Lane and Daddy Longlegs, Gordon Elliott, and Willie Mullins budding heads. Why, why wouldn't you go and see that? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, unsettled weather, <laughs> what more to like? Um, uh, let's get the naps, TC. And remember, these are Christmas naps, so in many ways they're extra special naps. Mm-hmm. Ho, ho, ho. Um, mm-hmm. Carl Philippe, 135 at Weatherby. Love it. Dan? I, ca- I can't do shishkin, can I? Go on, do oh, shishkin. Go on, it's Christmas. Go on, Dan. You'll, uh, you'll know it's Christmas. Of, you'll get two yards of um, excitement. Yeah, exactly. That's ye- Oh, yeah, sod it, shishkin. Oh, wow. And Brendan, uh, you can go any, Brendan, you can, your little Irish roundup there could be any of those as well. Oh, I suppose I, I, I could. Um, I was tempted Back to the 29th, lads. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. I was tempted to to to, to butt heads with Tony in in, in Weatherfield. Oh. No, actually, I'll no, I'll go uh, Cossack Chach 
in the oh, 110 to one. Lovely. at Leopardstown on the 26th. 26th, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, correct. Uh, brilliant. Thank you so much for that, uh, gentlemen. Uh, and as I mentioned there, Racing Only Better is back with Vanessa and boys and, and Daryl will be back as well uh, on the 29th, which is Friday, six days from now, looking ahead to the Saturday action and the New Year's action as well. Uh, a reminder to please do gamble responsibly. As, as Brendan alluded to, there is a lot of sport on this time of year. You've got your darts, you've got your football, you've got your NFL, you've got your racing. Um, there's a pod for all of those, well, by the arts, but there's a pod with us on Betfair for all of those. So do check out some of the other shows, Racing Only, or Football Only Better, NFL Only Better, etc. And uh, last thing is have a wonderful Christmas and hopefully a very prosperous 26th and 27th. As I mentioned, Vanessa and the boys will be back on the 29th. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to yeah. everyone. Even TC, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy Thanks Christmas for... from the Grinch. <laughs> yes, Merry all Christmas from me. Goodwill to all men, etc. Absolutely. From myself, Karen O'Connor, from Brendan, from Tony, from Dan. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. Bye for now.